Good morning and happy Monday! I'm Monica Wofford and this is your Monday Moment. Why all leadership policies are personal. Now, your office policies exist for a reason, but how they land on those you lead and are then shared with the customers they see makes a big difference. For example, a clerk greeted the patient with, hey, and then shared a slight smirk. She processed the appointment checkout with minimal patient engagement and then balked when the patient dared to ask a question. When will I get the results, she said. You'll have to come in for that. We don't know when they'll come in and the doctor's gonna be out for two weeks. So really you'll just have to make an appointment and hope for the best. The patient asked for a phone call instead to which the clerk quickly said, oh, that's not our policy and we have to follow our policies. Sadly, this statement is more common than you might think. And what it usually conveys is, I don't think you're special enough to do it differently. Yet we tell people, it's just our policy, don't take it personally. The question is, do your leaders realize the personal nature of all policies? Do they realize how much customers can tend to take the policies personally? Before you answer, read or listen to these three reasons why all your leadership policies may start out to benefit the business, but without question are personal for everyone else. Firstly, policies are created by people. Now this may sound silly, but no policy appears out of thin air without a committee, a team, or manager having had input at some level. Someone somewhere in some office, even if nowhere near yours, believed this policy would meet a need for some team or employee. Now you may never know if its creation included all the data needed or was developed with true objectivity. Yet the reality is someone or some group of someone's created the policy. It's personal, or was, to someone. The challenge behind the creation of a new policy is this. How much of the originator's personal agenda got included? For example, one manager following a recent consulting meeting created an entire document meant to update all team members on the new client contract procedures. Most of the policies were not, in fact, new, but just not being followed. The idea had been to remind everyone of the existing guidelines, but the result was a long list of all the actions employees were missing that had failed to be addressed in some form of discipline. The document became this manager's attempt to reprimand everyone without ever having to face any conflict. It was very definitely personal and thankfully revised well before being sent out. Policies are created by people. 
So the question becomes, are your policies objective in nature and serve a worthy purpose? Or are they a way for someone to hide behind their own personal beef, let's say, with another person? Secondly, some policies protect people. In the healthcare industry, for example, there are a plethora of policies that protect people, both patients and employees. Most wouldn't want a nosy, unauthorized party to learn the details of their private medical history. But when the policy is leaned on heavily or even used as a crutch, how much frustration does a consumer encounter who has a logical and sound reason for making an inquiry about said record? Now, certainly there are laws that supersede policies and valid ones at that, but the simple truth is most employees and most leaders hide behind policies when faced with tough situations. And they believe the policy protects them from additional effort or provides them with some type of job security. For example, an American Express representative recently told a caller if they made a $2,000 purchase, it would indeed be covered by membership rewards points. Now, once the purchase was made, the mistaken information shared discovery was made. However, American Express hid behind their policy of taking two weeks to locate a call recording. Their policy of having claimed to lost the recording or not locate the recording because, of course, they don't record daily. And then refusing to grant the customer phone access to a higher level of management for resolution or discussion because that was their policy. The emotion with which this story was told to me indicates just how much the policies made served only to protect the company who made them and just lost them a 20-year platinum card-holding customer. The question becomes, do your policies protect your employees from having to learn the skills to handle a difficult customer? Worse still, do you teach them to hide behind policies while acting as if what you seek is a workforce of empowered employees? And finally, some policies prevent people. Now in teaching customer service courses years ago, one frequently well-received saying I used was, always remember customers wear a sign around their neck that says, make me feel special. Now it's something Mary Kay used to say and holds true for all customers, no matter what they actually say. The policies in place at your workplace often prevent an employee from actually being able to make a customer feel this way. Every day, in stores, offices, law enforcement, hospitals, entertainment, and any number of other industries and locations, policies are broken for those who are deemed to be most special. Business is done with, by, and through people. Thus, the connection made, the relationship built, the benefits 
at play, and the authority level of the leader determines what policies stick and which ones get overlooked. And thus, the message conveyed when your employees say, that's our policy, is you don't qualify for me to break that policy. And while some employees may think this prevents them from being disciplined, the reality is for many, it's one lost customer closer to unemployment. So the question becomes, are your policies preventing employees from going the extra mile? Maybe even creating a wow experience or otherwise delighting the customer or coworker on the receiving end of that message. The policies you create and those you teach others to adhere to are all personal. To you, those you lead, and the customers who come to you for your product or service. What people are prevented from doing and protected from getting is personal too. And those who create those policies that seem to make no sense are people too. (laughs) This is not a vote for policy-free living, but instead three scenarios designed to help leaders consider the customer and employee perceptions they're responsible for creating when policies are made and the non helpful ones remain in place. I'm Monica Wofford, and that's your Monday moment. Have a great week, an even better Monday, and of course, stay contagious.